0: Talk Radio.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another edition of the FRL headquarters. Welcome to the FRL headquarters. We are very fortunate enough. It is Saturday, first of all. So today, you don't get to be bored sitting around and sweating profusely in whatever environment you're in, because today we're... Going to be keeping you guys cool with two of the coolest people we're going to be joined with, and we're going to be joined by you know the Super Duck, Grayson Russell and the Russell family momentarily. I am your host with the most. I am the FRL icon, John Jazz Stevens, here to welcome you to another edition of the FRL Headquarters. Welcome to the FRL Headquarters. I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend thus far. Whatever you guys are doing, no matter what you're doing. And uh, just a uh, rule of thumb and so forth you know this is a fun place here at the headquarters and we're fortunate enough to be able to bring and introduce you guys to people normally you might not have ever heard of well I like to be the one to introduce you guys to the people who are the futures of various different things whether it be sports entertainment or whatnot as everybody deserves a chance so that's kind of why I do what I do. And, uh, yeah, so we're waiting momentarily for the Russell family to be getting into the show. And we'll be talking to them about wrestling, sports, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and what it means for the family and whatnot and whatnot. And they're a tremendous family. They're all very hard work and very dedicated people and uh, a lot of respect to them. And I've talked about them before, and I said before, and I'll say it again, I'm going to say it to him directly, that Grayson Russell may be one of the best pure shooters I've seen in a long time when it comes to wrestling since the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. uh, I'm not talking about the pro wrestling aspect. I'm talking about the actual amateur Greco-Roman style of Kurt Angle. He was a pit bull Kurt Angle, and I believe that uh, Grayson Russell may as well and we'll be joined by them momentarily. Um, it, it also, it's we're lucky. It's four o'clock wherever you guys are in the world. Um, on here in the in the east side of things, it is four o'clock p.m. I've already been up for quite some time today, um, adjusting and unpacking and doing all kinds of random other household duties as we still get settled into the uh, humble abode. It is our new place so this should be rather exciting um so um just waiting for them to be contacting in should be interesting and fun and this will be a blast i think um this is their first time here at the fwell headquarters so we're going to do our best to make them well well we make everyone feel welcome here so hopefully they feel uh support and that they feel welcome here so as they all should, as everyone who comes on the show should. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those random places you get to be here yourself and um, have fun doing it. So, cool stuff. So, um, yep. So, I did also tell them, like I tell everyone, just a fair warning, I usually like to tell people to call in about five minutes past whenever they're supposed to come in, just because that gives me time to introduce people and let them know that they're coming. So, Hopefully there are very punctual people and they probably got that. And I appreciated that. So there's that. And it should be fun. So we got a big big epic wrestling card coming up on our YouTube wrestling show coming up. Um, Huge main, huge. um, I made some announcements yesterday on our Friday edition of some of the matches you can look forward to. We have some returns coming up and some debuts. It's going to be a stacked card on the 24th of August, the last show of the summer. Can you believe that? Can you believe the summer's almost over? (laughs) I know a lot of the younger audience out there and the people who are, you know, school-bound are probably dreading this part of the year. Some people, uh, the ones who are not into the whole school lifestyle, are probably dreading the fact they have to go back and see their favorite people they get to see for the next you know, several times the next six months to a you know, almost a year in school. But I do stand by and encourage people to continue with school, as I'm older and I've graduated high school and I've also graduated college, and I still am still learning. Anywho, I believe we have. Hello, welcome to the FRL headquarters. How may I? Is this the Russell family? Yes, sir. Can you hear me, Austin? Awesome? Yes. Oh, look at that! Technical difficulties have been deflected. That's exciting. I'm four for four right now, so that's very exciting. Welcome to the FRL headquarters.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: No worries. How about at first? How about you introduce yourselves, and then our, we can go from there. How's that sound?
2: Sure, sounds good. My name's Angela Russell, and I'm the mother of Grayson Russell. Um, Grayson's right next to me, so do you want to say hi and tell everyone how old you are? Hey.
1: Hola, como esta? How are you?
3: (laughs) Hola. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm I'm 10 and a half, and I'm about to turn 11, so.
1: Awesome. When's your birthday?
0: October 4th.
1: Oh, October! My wife would be excited. October is a big. F- my wife's. My family is huge fans of October. In fact, our anniversary is just four days after that. Believe it or not. Nice. That's very mm-hmm. exciting. So happy early birthday!
2: <laughs> Thank so, you, Angela. So it's
1: great to meet you both. And um, I, you know, as you guys have, may have may not have heard, I have been kind of telling people that you guys were coming and I also have been also boasting about you guys a little bit because I've seen the work you guys have been putting in and both, you know, in jujitsu and thus far and everything else you guys have been doing, doing incredible work. So why don't you guys first tell us a little bit about how you guys got involved in these various sports and what got you into them?
2: Sure. So we initially got involved because my husband Loves grappling. He's loved it since probably 05. Um, he was in the Army, and he taught the combatants program, which is very similar to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, so he was engulfed in that, um, and he, he did that for about four years, and um, he loved it. He trained, trained soldiers. Um, so then – he Grayson was four. As soon as he turned four, we um, we put him in Taekwondo. He did that for a year, and then we transitioned him to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And after Maybe. Grayson's been doing it for a year, then I started training because I was so inspired by him, and I saw all the positive benefits and. You know, it's been kind of, you know, after then it just we've just been so engulfed in it. But it came from my husband.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And you're are you a military family too. Uh,
2: my husband is retired army. Oh,
1: so. awesome. My wife is also retired. She was in the she was in the army reserves. Uh, she oh. Okay. Back in the day, actually, right out of out of high school, she went into the army. And actually, only recently she actually accepted the fact that she was uh she actually served for the country because she didn't go to actually war didn't actually go to war, so she didn't see herself being any kind of a service person or any type of military. Even though she, you know, first of all graduated from basic training and also was stationed and did some work in both the kitchen work over there and also was training for medic. And so forth. And then she was honorably discharged after about two years of service. But she didn't think she was in the military at all. She didn't see herself as being a veteran because she didn't actually go to war. But um, right. we are a huge supporter of people who, you know, take care of the country and people who do what they got to do to, you know, make to get them, you know, whatever they have to do in life to get that extra step. And my wife is also military. So we support you guys as well.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: You're welcome. And tell your husband, I said, thank you for his service.
2: I will. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. So, um, so you're at the FRL Headquarters and I have been noticing, I've watched, I was you know, social media is an amazing thing. I'll tell you, up until about 2020, I've been, I was so invested in my own work and busy doing other things. I didn't even know, I wasn't really able to Really pay attention to social media or anything like that. And I got to say that a lot of people, where they were really down on the whole 2020 thing, where everyone had to kind of stay in the house and work from home and stuff, I actually saw it as a blessing because I got to meet and see, and also, you know, to see a lot of these hungry like athletes like I once was,
0: and I still am.
1: And it's amazing to see that the future of, whether it be martial arts, wrestling, whatever, are all taken care of by athletes like yourselves. So I want to say thank you guys for keeping sports alive, all sports alive, and for being so dedicated to it, and for actually being outstanding in what you guys do, because you guys are really an image of what a, a warrior is. So congratulations on that, too.
2: Oh, thank you so much. My son, just, he works very hard. He trains six days a week and has been consistently training five years. And um, just a year ago, he started wrestling, and it's been a game changer for his grappling. Um, How does he like the wrestling?
1: I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. How does he like the wrestling okay. versus the Brazilian jiu-jitsu?
2: Um, we can ask Grayson here. So what what are your thoughts on – wrestling versus jujitsu they both have their positives so you want to speak a little bit about each of them Mm -hmm. okay go ahead
3: i feel like wrestling is a lot more aggressive shirt and there's a lot more contact with it Mm -hmm. uh and there's a lot lot more of aggressiveness coming into that kind of sport Uh and i feel like they're both just really I, I wrestling is definitely it, it will get you in shape. It definitely will help you get muscles, it definitely will help you get shit. <laughs> and jujitsu is muscle, it, it just it just helps you get really good at fighting. Really good. Yeah. To to it better. <laughs> it helps a lot of things, so
1: I gotta say I've watched a lot of your uh your videos and so forth and I gotta tell you, do you know what a shooter is? Have you heard of that term before? I know you just started wrestling, but do you know what the term of a shooter is when it comes to wrestling? Uh,
3: Like somebody takes a lot of shots?
1: Well, a shooter is a wrestler who is known for quick striking and quick takedowns. It is a person who has like a a, a kind of a a beast mode kind of mentality. When the bell rings (laughs) and the whistle blows, they quickly attack without any kind of hesitation, and they quickly go to take the person to the ground. And I've seen a lot of people, even recently, who have been competing, and they're all tremendous. But when it comes to shoot fighting, or shoot, and whether it be jujitsu and wrestling, I've seen, and I've said it on this show before, you are one of the, probably one of the pure shooters I've seen in a long time. Now, I, I don't <laughs> know if you knew this, but I actually did wrestling back in the day. Um, I I still train in martial arts here and there, and I also am a former pro wrestler out of 22 years. (laughs) So I know a few things about grappling, wrestling, and so forth. Quite a few, actually. I did martial arts before I did wrestling. Actually, I I switched over from from martial arts to pro wrestling because that was my first goal. But I know a lot about what it takes to do both, and the work you put in and the fact that you are a striker like you are, um, I've seen you just without hesitation, the whistle blows, and the person's on the mat within 15 seconds, not even 15 seconds, three seconds flat. I've timed it. And I don't know if you ever heard of Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. Have you ever heard of him?
0: No. <laughs> well,
1: Kurt Angle is an, was a an, Grecan-Roman an wrestler. He won the United States Olympics and the gold medal for the United States Olympics and roman wrestling in 1996 olympics in atlanta georgia now famously wow. kurt angle also won the gold medal with a broken neck which i don't suggest you do that and <laughs> hopefully you don't do that wow. but but what kurt angle had was kurt angle was also one of the best pure shooters in the united states at the time clearly he had to be because he was a gold medalist winner defeating all of the other Greek and Roman wrestlers in the world at the Olympics here in America on the homestown. So when it comes to Greek and Roman wrestling or striker, or there's different terms for it. We call it shooters, people who can take a person to a mat without, without hesitation and without, any, without even blinking an eye to take him to the mat. And usually it results in the win for yourself. That's what a shooter is. And you are one of the best pure young shooters I've seen in a long time since Kurt Angle. And he's an old man like me now, and actually he's older than I am. But I have to tell you that uh, I have some wrestling buddies of mine, or some combat buddies of mine that I've shown some of the things to for some of the young athletes. And they are also agreement with me that you are probably one of the best shooters I've seen. And if you continue going with that, whatever sport you go into, Keep that up, and you're going to be probably winning the gold medal if that's something you're interested in someday for what the United States, hopefully.
2: Wow, that's, I don't if that's incredible. I know that's a goal of
1: yours, but I got to tell you, that's my observation from years of doing both. Because um, it's like a pit bull mentality. It's a, it's a. The bell rings, you get in a different mode. And it doesn't matter what pain you have or any frustration, any kind of bell, any butterflies, the bell whistle goes and you just one mode, just take the person on the mat and it's over. And you continue doing that and that's awesome. So I want to acknowledge you for that. And I told people I was going to say it to you directly. So here I am and I'm I'm keeping my word because I am a man of my word. (laughs) And, you know, and and, Angie. And Angela, the work in being inspired by our kids. I have two kids myself and I got to say I I absolutely understand that um because my kids are inspired me every day. I'm always inspired by my daughter's creativity. Um you know, I, I think she gets some of that from me cuz I like to like to be creative, but my daughter um is very much um very artsy and I'm always blown away by how artistic she is. She got me into painting. <laughs> again to as as to go along with my meditation and stuff like that. And my daughter's also into the um Japanese culture and the, you know, anime kind of stuff and things like that. She's she's studying that. My son, who's a a lot older now, but once was Grayson's age, he uh know he's the reason one of the reasons I did the YouTube wrestling show that you probably may or may not have heard of on YouTube, where I feature actual people on our show now. But I started that because my son was sick from school one day. And to make him feel better, I built Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin using the wrestling game. And because when our kids are sick, we want to make them feel better, right? So to me, nothing makes me feel better than seeing my kid happy and making him laugh or whatever. And he was sick from school, so I built Peter Griffin, I built Homer Simpson using the wrestling simulator. And then I found out that we can have the game, the system play the match for us, because we didn't know who wanted to play who. And that's kind of what started Mm -hmm. the whole Dream Masters thing on YouTube. And it was ultimately because my son was sick from school one day, and I wanted to make him feel better. So I built Peter Griffin, Homer Simpson. My son said, why don't we put this up on YouTube? Because people want to see what would happen if Peter Griffin fights (laughs) Homer Simpson. So I said, okay, let's do it. So long story short, many, many years later now, and now he's going about, about to start working at Netherrealm Studios, which has opened up near us now. They're opening up a branch near us, and I don't know if, you know if you're familiar with Netherrealm Studios. They're the ones who make um, Mortal Kombat. They're opening up a wow. studio near us now. My son's going to be taking an internship over there, working for them now. So it all leads somewhere.
2: That's amazing. <laughs>
1: understand what it's like to be inspired by our kids and to, you know, and it's an awesome thing. And I also say there's never any shame of being inspired by our kids because some parents, some adults feel some kind of shame. Like when our kids do something and we as parents are like, well, we should be doing that. Or, you know, they feel some kind of way about their kid who is even sometimes better than them. I know myself playfully, I usually tell my son, he's not only gets taller than me, I told my daughter the same thing, but like all kids, not always do they listen. <laughs> but, <laughs> so my son's now a half an inch taller than me because he didn't listen to me. What are you going to do? But, you know, like I say, we always kind of, you know, our kids are always part of us and they make, they're all parts of us in general. So whatever success they have, they also get part of that from us as parents, but also we should never feel shame whenever we're inspired by whatever our kids do. It's something, even if we never thought about doing it before, because let's right. face it, the kids are going to be running this world where we're gone. So at least we know we're in good hands, <laughs> right?
2: Right. Absolutely. And that's our whole goal as a family is to really, you know, put in, as much as we can and give Grayson as many opportunities as possible. So he can have a bright future in this because he is, you know, he does so well and he absolutely loves it. And he was just telling us earlier how much he loves it. And to me thought, that's so important because he worked hard, but he also loves it and we want him to be happy too. So of
0: course, of course, cool. yeah. The main goal, right?
2: Very motivated and very self-motivated and very driven, and I really like that you commented that and spoke about how he's just like a pit bull mentality. That's very much describes him very well because it's amazing to watch him compete live. It's very exciting because he just turns on a switch as soon as it's go time, and he just goes in, and he's just very, like, I don't want to say tunnel vision, but just very like, I'm out there to get it, and it's just incredible to watch, just like you said, like the youth and the future, and it's it's all about making them better. I want him to be the best that he can be and pull everything out of him, which his coaches are amazing. They do that, and it's just incredible to watch.
1: that's great, you know, and that's that's important. You know, it's awesome to hear, and I can tell that. The other thing he has that not a lot of people have, and this is a slight thing, but I can see it. Not a lot of other people are trained to know what to look for. Have you heard that, you know what charisma is?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And when it comes to charisma, okay, so there's one thing to go to a, to go to a mat, right, and just do, like I said, the pitbull thing and end the story. But... Mm-hmm. When you look when you when with Grayson is this yeah, certain he brings that extra thing that's him. This is Grayson. Yeah, the singlet. I love the singlet. First of all, because I'm a guy. <laughs> I wrestled for many years in Am- Greek and roman wrestling, but I also worked as professional wrestling too, as you as I've already mentioned. And part of that yeah. is you have to have that extra something, right? You got to stand out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I Absolutely. love the 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 duck. Singlet, because I love that. Uh, I want to hear the story behind that, first of all. But also, it is – it that's the charisma aspect that I'm talking about. And that's just mm-hmm. – that's something extra, because that can work in two different ways. But I'm just curious to hear what the story is behind it before I tell you what my opinion of it is. But it's awesome, okay, first of so, all.
2: <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, too. So, um yeah, so I'm glad that you mentioned that about standing out because that's our sole purpose as a family is to be unique. And of course we want to, you know, be respectful and remain humble and disciplined. And, um, but we also want to stand out as a family and we want to have our own kind of, you know, own style. So my mm-hmm. husband, he purchased, um, the singlet and he showed me, he's like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and buy this. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, that looks really cool. I like that. And, you know, I'm an individual person as well. So I don't really necessarily go with the flow. I kind of have my own style. And so with Grayson, you know, we want that for him as well. So we like different stuff, stuff that stands out and it was bright and it's cool. So we're like, okay, cool. So whenever he goes to wrestling comps, he'll stand out and his opponents will be like, Whoa, look at that. And, (laughs) um, the super duck is, is obviously, you know, wrestling, it's a, you know, a very popular move. Duck unders is something that he likes to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and he's familiar with, so, um, We just thought it was very fitting and um, very cool. So that's kind of like the story behind it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it's a great story. And I love the fact that you guys are actually trying to stand out because here's the thing. All of those competitions, because I've seen a lot of, there's a lot of talented people out there, but. For me personally, when everyone's dressed the same gear, the same geese, the same you know, black you know, just it lacks personality. And sometimes yeah. you have to. Sometimes the person, even if you wear the same gi, you still have to do something different to stand out from everyone else on your squad or your team. And the gi, that singlet is great. I agree with you 100 percent because I think that does, that with the singlet that he wears, the duck,
0: because it does two mm-hmm. things
1: right? First of all, the mm-hmm. opponent, if he's never seen him before, because I already know, I've already mentioned how I know that he's a shooter. I already mentioned that. So the single mm-hmm. works two ways. One, the opponent sees this this young man wearing a duck on a, a posthum. He's probably wearing some medieval garb or whatever else someone else is wearing, because I've seen a lot of these, you know, singlets, geese, whatever. It's all kind of the same kind of thing. And it's cool. I'm not saying it's not. But, you know, Black and gray schools have cool, great stuff. But then you see Grace and Frost from you, right? And he's wearing this duck pink and bright colored thing. And an opponent does two things: one, it plays with your psyche a little bit, because now as yes. your opponent, what do I do about this? What is this He's What is this thing that he's wearing? What is this, First of all, the, the opponent doesn't know if he should laugh or be afraid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's and
1: because that were because I'm a mat, I, I always refer to wrestling and martial arts as human chess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a game to try to figure out how you can outdo your opponent in a classy way. Sometimes it's it's always sometimes it's a sight game. Sometimes you can get into mm-hmm. the opponent's head before you even get to the mat. It's a game over. Me personally, that's Absolutely. my favorite kind of thing when I have competed. Now. I was, and I'm curious to hear what he ha- what goes through his head when he goes to a mat. We'll have to that in a second. But what I want to say is that is a great strategy if you're wearing the singlet because, like I said, the opponent will be confused because he doesn't know if he should laugh and this kid's going to go nice and easy and, oh, he's wearing ducks,
0: ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm.
1: But then when that's, that bell rings and the, the kid's on the mat and, and, tap, and either taps or is pinned in 15 seconds or two seconds or whatever it is, mm-hmm then that is why I think that's a brilliant idea. And I also encourage you to get it more because that's great. And also, if you're ever in a wrestling competition and you really want to play games with people, play the DuckTales theme song because that'll really (laughs) get in their heads. Um, Always have that extra flair because people our age know what DuckTales is. Actually, I think it just had a (laughs) relaunch anyway. But – If you're going to have, uh, you know, some type of nickname or whatever, embrace that nickname and be that nickname. You know what I mean? And
0: um,
1: I just think that that is a great strategy because the opponent doesn't know what to do at that point. But also for him, he already knows what he's going to do. That's the best part about it. That's one of my favorite things. See, as when I was training, our senses used to say, never underestimate your opponent. And also mm-hmm. you know, know that there's always going to be that one person who's going to know that one thing you don't. But here's the thing: the opponent from you doesn't know you either. Uh, right. So that's kind of a great strategy idea to have. I mean, I I learned from some really good senseis and whatnot, and I'm very even blessed as myself. That's why I kind of pay it forward by giving the future generation tidbits here and there. Because ultimately, if we're not here to show them the right ways to do things, then what happens then. So right. that's my thing. So awesome. So I was wondering if well, you could we, tell us what goes through his um what he does to prep for an, a day for do does it be different through your versus wrestling and what that what goes through his head to the mat. Sure. If he uh, doesn't mind. If well, you don't mind.
3: Most of the time I just think I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to try my best. And that's all, that's all that really matters. So I go out there, and I try my best. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. And that's really what <laughs> goes through.
1: That's a great fun. strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so you just go out there. If it happens, it happens. No big deal, right? That's Awesome. Because that plays also into the person's psyche. Because then he's like, well, wait a minute now. Because <laughs> the opponent has got the mindset. He's going to want to, you know, here's this dude wearing this duck thing. I'm going to go beat him. Or what am I going to do about this? And here you are. I'm just going to do my best. I love that. That's a calm, cool, and collective thing. And that gives you an edge over the opponent, too. Because that means that you have – because when you're humble like that, right, and you can accept the fact that, you know what, I'm just going to go out and do my best. Whatever happens, happens. That is the mentality that everyone hopes to have. And then when you go out there and you just destroy the guy in three seconds, tap him out in five, three seconds, like, oh, that was just the best I can do. That's awesome. (laughs) And that's that charisma I was talking about because it doesn't show.
2: (laughs) He's very calm. Um, He's, I mean, he gets a little nervous before the comms, but he's so used to them by now. I mean, it's just, barely there. Um, He's Mm -hmm. just very confident. And that's another thing that's come from wrestling is the fact that um, it it made him more confident from the starting the fight. Because, you Mm -hmm. know, wrestling, it's all about takedowns and um, forward pressure and top pressure. Mm -hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. he's really morphed into a very confident grappler overall and he just goes in there like he just said and gives it his best and he doesn't let the losses get to him he takes the losses very well and that's something that is very important when you're in this sport whether it's wrestling or grappling um, you have to be okay with taking the losses and learn from them and know that you get better from them and that's truly something that he does and that i admire about him is he doesn't let the losses bring him down and it makes him actually more motivated um we just competed at um pan kids which is worlds in the grappling world um uh-huh. they hold it in california but from covid they they hold it in um florida And Orlando specifically, so um, Mm -hmm. we've had the great opportunity to compete. Um, This was the second time that we've competed, Um, so it's just a a great experience. And so um, we get to see kids from all over the world fly in to this competition and one boy in particular was from Ireland so it was just it was so cool so he looks at Mm -hmm. it and we really push it in his mind to really Mm -hmm. like you want to have the hard competition you want to go out there and you actually it's good that you get beat not all the time but you know you want to have a winner's Mm -hmm. mindset but at the same time you want to look for the hard competition. That's right. And so he really embraces that and he really has an overall great mindset. And that's really what makes him evolve so much is he has that mindset. Because mindset is so important because I you agree. can really be you can really be your worst enemy when it comes to mindset. You can stop your growth. And he doesn't have that and that's what makes him so admirable to a lot of people and it's just something that I admire I'm his mother but he inspires me and it's just it's great
1: and there's nothing wrong with that like I said before so let me ask you what's it like for you to compete when you compete to when it comes to you competing what is what, do you, what goes through your head to get ready for your matches and so forth
0: oh <laughs> What do you do to prep for
1: your, fight, your fights? I know you're just starting out or whatever, but you might have a little thing going in or not. I don't know. Uh,
2: I honestly, I just tried I look at it mainly because I don't have a lot of women my size and age. And so I look at it like an opportunity to just get in a role with another female that's close to my age and size. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you want to compete it's it takes a lot of math time it takes a lot mm-hmm. of hard rolls um it takes a lot of training hard and really having um the correct mindset in order to do so um you want to be confident you want to go in there you want to have like I said earlier you want to be a little bit nervous because nerves are mm-hmm. a good thing but sure. you don't want to take you to the point where it immobilizes you and your thought process for me i like to be very organized and i like to like have three different game plans to see Mm. kind of like clapping (laughs) yeah of like what to go off of and i just like to practice those and with the support of my teammates and um just kind of reenact that. So I'm prepared. Um, I train mainly with guys, so, (laughs)
1: um, (laughs) I guess that too. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: It is a good thing though, because it helps prepare me to actually feel a female that's my size. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much what goes through like my head. Whenever I prepare for a comp, um, it's just, you know, you want to train, like, your competitor's training better than, harder than you.
1: Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. So. And that makes <laughs> complete sense. Like, it makes complete sense. And that's awesome. And like I said, you guys are doing tremendous work, like I mentioned before. And what I think is awesome is, you, what you mentioned about losses, and I agree with you 100%. Losses are important, too. Just as important as winning, because when you lose, mm-hmm. you can... I always encourage people to, because back, see, back in the day, <laughs> dating myself now, and it wasn't a Wednesday, by the way, it was just back in the day. My friend <laughs> Dan Cook likes to make a joke about back in the day being a Wednesday. I don't know where he got that from. I said, Dane, you know, there are other days in the past than Wednesday. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of Dane Cook. He's a, a little bit of a friend of mine. He does some comedy once in a while, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so Back in the day when I competed, back in the 80s and the 90s, there were two things that I think is amazing about today's sport in general. Back in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s, it was not – you didn't go to school and, and talk about doing competition. You didn't talk about doing martial arts. You didn't talk about wrestling, really, because – not because you're not proud of it, because you definitely are, because you're doing something amazing, and you know you are. But back in the 80s and the 90s, you know, that because, you know, martial arts, it was just kind of breaking in, and it was kind of seen as the same thing, even though I, see, I respect for anybody who does any kind of sport at all, I don't care what the sport is, I don't care what it it is in general, if someone's working towards a goal, I don't care if it's a sport, entertainment, whatever it is, there's a lot of work that goes into that, and I respect the people who put that dedication and that heart into that, whatever it is, you know, but in the 80s if you told people in school I do karate I do martial arts you were actually a target Mm -hmm. back in the 80s and it wasn't something like oh I I did I won this competition the other day no no no. I didn't tell that in school because the other kids then would start you know giving you a hard time and you know that would become even worse than it is you know but now what I've said before is amazing how now it's more respected you know Now, if you do karate, martial arts, now you're like, oh, that's awesome. High fives. You didn't do that back in (laughs) the 80s and 90s. You didn't high five the kid doing karate because then everyone else who's around you is going to be, oh, no, what do you, you know, dance? Because they start, like, cheerleading or gymnastics, which, by the way, I think cheerleading and gymnastics can be just as tough as any of those other sports because it's still very athletic. You can still get hurt pretty messed Mm -hmm. up. Still takes a lot of skills
0: which is Mm -hmm. why I am
1: very adamant about people who are proud of doing what the things they do. I've always been a person to be able to be the voice of someone who doesn't have that voice to speak up. That's something I took it a long time ago, but with a Mm -hmm. loss, this is what one of the things I was going back to when it comes to losing, right? When you lose a match or you lose something in general, losses are important because it gives you an opportunity to fix whatever you did then go forward and whatever you did the last time you can fix that whenever you do it again. That was, the, that's the best gift we can have is when we lose is to learn another strategy to go forward. Cause you're going to live to rise up again. Right?
2: Right. I agree.
1: <laughs> so that's, what's awesome about losses. Now going back to when we didn't brag about, you know, doing those things back in the day, and to see how many amazing people around the world are posting it on social media and posting everything that they do. Back in the 80s and the 90s, we didn't do that because, one, social media didn't exist. <laughs> <You're wrong>. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. And then, two, again, because of the fact that we didn't want a lot of the kids in the school to know when we did those things, we definitely wouldn't tell people, show people that we did. But I also, this is a tip that I was going back to, I always encourage people, because we did do this at martial arts trainings and at tournaments, because I, I competed up and down the East Coast in, when I competed, and I did that from five, which was my first competition, and I stopped when I was 18, because I was going into pro wrestling school. So I went from five to 18, and I competed in what they called freestyle tournaments, so I'm sure your freestyle means you're trained in you cross trained in multiple different arts. I myself am trained in in uh Chokudo, uh, Kenpo, Judo, Muay Thai, boxing and regular American boxing and then of course grappling and women wrestling on top of that. So all of those things combined, I'm trained in those. I said Judo, right? Oh. I think I did. But but I apply those. So what would happen is you would compete with other people. Now that would turn into what MMA is now. By the way, in case you didn't know,
0: <laughs> right? We
1: called them freestyle tournaments in the '80s. Now they're freestyle Now they're MMA. But with mm-hmm. the juniors, like what like, what like, like Grayson's doing now, and Pans, I don't know. If Pans was around back then, but it was great to do. But I did it up in the east, up and down the East Coast, and um, I loved it. One of the things my sensei would do is he would record every session. And the thing that I would do specifically is I would stay out for every single match. And the reason I did that is because, again, I'm going back to the human chess factor. I want to know what everyone else is going to do when they get to the net. because My thing is I want to know who I'm facing, how I'm going to, what I'm going to do to win. Like you said about your planning, I love that aspect because that's something that I go into when I go in a, in a match or a competition. I have three plans. How am I going to make, am I going to make you tap out? Am I going to knock you out? Or am I going to go by pin, by pinfall or by uh, whatever the case may be. And Mm -hmm. I want to also kind of factor in other things too. So I usually used to stay out there with my sensei when he was recording all the other fights, I would stay out there with him even in between my own competitions to watch the other students, you know, compete because somewhere down the line, I'm sure you're familiar with this. If you've, you know, you've done the circuits and stuff like that, you usually see the same kids at all of these performances, all, the performances, yep. all these competitions, usually the same kind of groups of kids yeah. or families in general, which is awesome because it also helps you build friendships and strong foundations and it, also rivalries too, but it's a, more of a professional, playful kind of a strategy, more than a you know bitter rivalry because, I mean, at that age, you shouldn't have a bitter rival at that age. But, you know what I mean, it just creates that kind of a common bond because you guys are doing something you're both passionate about, just different ways and different schools or whatever. And what I think is awesome, so that's one of the things I do is I like to watch what other people are going to do before they do it. So I have a mindset, what am I going to do in this match? I want to know everything about every opponent because eventually you're going to face whatever the person is that you didn't face today. And that's why I did that, just passing the torch is a little thing I do. Or did. <laughs> so a little fun <laughs> trivia <Yeah>. there.
0: <laughs>
1: always do your homework. That's one of my biggest thing. I always do your homework on everything. I do your schoolwork and then do your homework for everything else because you'll never stop learning. I tell people that too.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It's an ever evolving learning process. It's You never stop learning.
1: You don't. Now, let me ask you this. So Grayson just started school again. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, tell us about what goes on. when did school start, and how does you got start early, huh?
2: Yes, yeah, so we're here in Georgia, so they start um the first week of August, so and then they get out the first week of May, so um yeah they they start early.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually, one of my very good friends in pro wrestling was actually from Georgia. Actually, a few friends from Georgia. One of my very, one of my early tag team partners, who I'm very friend, I'm still friends with to this very day. He he actually was from Gainesville, Georgia. Um, so I'm coming with Georgia a little bit. That's a very nice area. Actually, my wife's best friend and co-host on her old podcast is actually from Atlanta, or as we call it, oh. Bad Street USA, Atlanta, GA. That's the Western <laughs> term. <laughs> but um, it's nice. a small world. That was Definitely. what I meant. My next question was going to be, "What part of the East Coast are you from?" Was going to be the next thing because I could hear the accent, which is awesome.
2: I am actually originally from Connecticut. <laughs> I, I don't Connecticut. know if I still have, I don't know if I still have my accent or not, but um, I've been down here in Georgia, down south, since I was twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm thirty-eight now. So, I've been down here for a while. Do
1: you like it better down there than up the East Coast?
2: Um I like well, still it, the yeah, East I don't... Coast, you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> back back in Connecticut um I like both, and i do I do miss Connecticut a lot. Um mm-hmm. I miss the food. I miss the pizza. Mm. I'm Italian, so I miss uh. the good Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like, we, we like Georgia. We like the mm-hmm. area that we live in. It's not a big city, but it's not small either. So mm-hmm. um, oh. my kids like it here. They have friends here. So
1: mm-hmm. Now, do you still have family in, in Connecticut that you guys can visit? Or are you just kind of like just yeah. always stuck in Georgia? Do you visit home? I mean,
2: um, we, I, don't, I don't visit home very often here with um plane tickets being so high but we plan to sure. um for sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: i got gotcha. you it happens <laughs> Yeah, plane tickets are very expensive they can be um very and i actually that's one of the reasons why i got my driver's license later in life because i decided that you know what i'm just gonna start driving everywhere <laughs> myself, yeah cause i'll just drive that's the idea and it's an amazing feeling. I always see driving as a actually – I do a lot of meditation, which I also recommend to people because meditation is mm-hmm. important. And I see driving as a perfect opportunity to meditate for the day um, because a lot of people have this assumption what meditation is. Like they always assume you sit there under a tree with your legs crossed on the mat somewhere and you hum <laughs> yourself. That's not, by the way, what what you have to do. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm credit kind of striking someone's funny. I'm glad of that because that's kind of how the perception of what meditation is. But in all honesty, all, all honesty, um, meditation could be done anywhere. I prefer nature in general. I'm more of a nature person. I prefer going to like a lake or a forest somewhere, and I can sit there and do that, or I can just drive down the street in a car and meditate there because it's all about. Being able to breathe and accept everything and just being able to take it in and plan. That's what meditation is. It's just the art of releasing the energy and balancing it through. And you can do that anywhere. It's just a matter of having the discipline to do so. And it doesn't have to be three hours. Either. I don't know where any of these ideas came from. Now, let me ask you guys this. I, I like to ask these questions to people who compete in martial arts and wrestling, whatever. Um, when it comes to seeing things like Cobra Kai and these wrestling-type things and other other things. I've had other people on the show. I'd like to get their perspective on what it's like to see things like Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid, and the other, these other things that feature martial arts and so forth versus what it's really like to do martial arts and what it's really like in real life. I was wondering what your opinions are of that.
2: Um. <laughs> I you haven't watch actually watched sure? Cobra Kai. I've seen clips of it, but I've I've heard about it because my husband and my son watched it. Um, but mm-hmm. I okay. So my opinion on that is it's semi accurate. Um, mm-hmm. When they. It's really not having the right attitude when it comes to martial arts. Um I don't I don't know even know his name, but the the boy that's in Cobra Kai that's like the trouble starter. (laughs) In Cobra Um, Kai?
0: In Cobra Kai. There's
1: several
0: of
1: them. Uh there's uh the real names or the actors or the uh, characters' names?
2: <laughs> Just in the in the the character name.
1: Uh, well, there's Daniel Larusso, who does who's famously known as the Karate Kid himself, and then there's um, uh, Billy. What's his name? Um, oh, what's his, What do they call him? Uh, now I'm forgetting, and I'm, I'm I'm friends with William Zabka, um, oh, and he's like the star of the show. They basically center point around him. Um, Oh, um, Johnny creep, Johnny, um, whatever. Johnny, why am I blanking all of a sudden? I'm with this stuff. Anyway, I know, I know yeah. what you're talking about though. You're right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, To me, it's not having the right attitude, but I, I'm glad that they, um, they touch on that because you know, that's showing people like, Hey, this isn't having the right attitude. And this is what happens when you don't, and there's consequences for your actions. So I like that. Um, Grayson Thanks. can talk about it because he watched it. Grayson, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I definitely have not have the right attitude for Macho Ass. What, what do you, you What do you think about Cobra Kai? Did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, it was a really good show. Uh, it
3: was a It was a really good show, and just don't think, yeah, I didn't really didn't have the right attitude at all, really, and I just feel like, it, yeah, it was a really good show.
2: Do you feel like day-to-day, train? Do you feel like Cobra Kai versus how you train, how accurate is it? Not very accurate. <laughs> Not very accurate.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, because, you know, back in the 80s, We had the Karate Kid, which is where that all came from. And that Mm -hmm. used to drive us nuts when we used to – because I trained in karate. I did Kenpo Karate and Judo and all these other things. And for me, for us growing, when we were in the dojos, our teacher would actually bring in the Karate Kid so we could just basically point out how off it is. And it used to drive me nuts that, like, he washed a car and painted a fence and waxed the floor and got a black belt for some reason. Um, and that, that upset me because I'm like, listen, it takes a lot more than waxing a car and and sanding yeah. a floor and hammering a nail to get a black belt in anything.
0: Because mm-hmm. I didn't get
1: my black belt until I was, it was 18 because of all of the mar- various things. That's how long it took me to get my black belt and cross, cross all of those things. It was no picnic, and I definitely didn't have to wax the car to do it. <laughs> but I'm right. curious what the opinion is of other people. And that's awesome to get their opinion on that. It's fun to watch, right? It always looks cool. Like I grew Fair. up watching Walker Texas Ranger, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Chuck Norris, who doesn't know who Chuck Norris is. In fact, that's what I got know. me into taking that's what got me into taking Chuck Hudeau, which by the way was the art formed by Chuck Norris. That's what he founded. So I that's what I one of the things that I excel in. So let me. So when I say that I know what it's like to watch those things and appreciate them for what they are as entertainment versus what they really are, because the man behind Walker, Texas Ranger, legit is, you know, a tough guy and knows what it's all about. Um, I know, you know, Chuck Norris, of course, and I don't think anybody who doesn't know who Chuck Norris is. <laughs> if you do martial arts of some kind, I'm sure people have heard of who Chuck Norris is. Um, he's the man of many jokes without even knowing about it. <laughs>
0: You
1: know? <laughs> and I'm curious, yeah. so when, speaking of like Chuck Norris or whatever else, um, do you guys have specific people who you look up to in the martial art world or in film that you guys aspire that you think, I want to be that person? or Even if they're not a lie, like do you see you guys, you know, wanting to be the next Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris? Versus Jean-Claude Van Damme, versus all these other people that come around the pike. Granted you're going to be yourself, Grinch. Is there someone who inspires you
0: guys?
2: Yes, I'll um, I'll answer first, and then I'll let Grayson answer for himself. Um, For me personally, um, and um, you may or may not have heard of them, but um, I have a, a grappler that is up and coming that is my size. That I absolutely love um, her name is Danielle Kelly she's a grappler um, and she's a competitor she competes often um, she was just signed to one championship um, mm. and as far as males go um, Keenan Corn- Cornelius is my um, my favorite grappler and he's a world champion his accolades accolades are um, you know, there's so many. Um, and as far as MMA goes, Nate Diaz is my <laughs> my favorite um, MMA artist. And Grayson, you can go ahead and answer. Inspired me. So, who inspires you? Oh, grapplers. You want to say like
3: MMA teams, sure. Stuff like that. Okay. As far as grappling goes, I think Gordon Ryan. He probably he probably inspires me the most. I so see. He he has he's won so many ADCC um, championships. He's he's insanely good. I personally think he's the best in the world. I mean, he he's he's just really good. I, mean, I feel like his cardio is insane. <laughs> and he beat some of the best. Like he he beat Keith Cornelius.
0: <laughs> and uh,
3: as far as um. <laughs> As far as MMA goes, I would probably say um, Rafael dos Andos. Um, He he's a Brazilian UFC fighter, and um, he just inspires me a lot because he um, I see he's, he has really good jiu jitsu, he has really good wrestling, and he has really good um, striking and boxing. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah,
1: those awesome. are the people yeah.
3: that inspire me.
1: Some great choices right there. They're all tough too. (laughs) They're all no joke. That's good stuff. That's awesome. So now, where do you guys see you guys? What's the kind of the game plan in the end of everything? Like, what are you guys planning on doing? What's how? Where are you guys looking to go as far as? Like, what's the end game plan?
3: Uh, uh, not
0: sure.
1: What is it do so you I want to would, do in life? Like, what's your goal in life? What do you, if you could oh, do one thing ever in life, what would want to? Be, what would you want to do?
3: I I want to create my own gym when I get older. I want to teach other people just so they can get good at jujitsu, and I want to be an I want to, I want to. I want to influence other people to be good at jujitsu, and I want to inspire and motivate.
1: Well, you're doing I, that already, also, so you're already jumping on that. That's good.
3: I also am. Um, shooting to uh, windpans and when I do and when in the future when I get older, maybe some ADCC, maybe. So. Awesome. I, I, personally, I want to be in UFC, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I want to be a fighter. So.
0: Well, there
1: you go. Well, keep going the way you are. You'll be right up there. I know I have some friends of mine who do that. And actually, i'm supposed to do my debut in just before Christmas this year, so we'll see how I do after this the many years of not competing <laughs> so how about how about you angela um, what do, what do you think where, where do you, what's your game plan
2: My game plan is I've always wanted to inspire other females um, that are my size because. It is so hard to um, continue on doing this. And for me, I want to inspire other females that are close to my size that they can do this. And just because you're little doesn't mean that you can't be successful on this.
1: 100%. That's correct. I, I know some of the toughest women out there who actually could legit probably beat up most guys I know. Um, that's that's no joke. They're legitimately some of the toughest people out there, and that's just because they're themselves. I, see, in pro wrestling, when you train in pro wrestling, there's no men in women's class. You're all trained in the same class. And I've, had, I've been fortunate enough to train with some of the best women who are athletes, who are athletes, and I'm inspired by them women who are just as tough as any of the guys. Um, another friend of mine who I I only met her briefly once. I actually when I was more creative, um, I was trying to talk with her a little bit, try to help her out. Uh, Rhonda Rousey, I ever heard of her. She was in the UFC for a little Absolutely. while. Absolutely.
2: And arm then bars. actually
1: I think she I think she went into the Hall of Fame recently too, though for the UFC. Yes.
2: Her arm bars
1: are gold. Rhonda Rousey is not very big, but she is probably one of the most feared women in the locker room. And I can tell you, I used to tell people all the time, listen, I'm going to get Ronda after you. Cause I have a very good rapport with her because I have a lot of respect for everyone in general, but I don't really, I, I come from respect and I don't see a difference between men. I think men and women should be treated equally when it comes to doing a sport like this, as far as mm-hmm. the respect level, Ronda Rousey, it can probably beat up half of the guys in the locker room back then and now, Um, I'm very happy that they brought her back recently. Um, Out of curiosity, just because I have to ask, do you guys watch pro wrestling at all? Probably not because you guys are into the real stuff, right?
2: No, we don't watch any pro wrestling. Um, We just watch just a lot of the grapplers that we know of and um, UFC fights here and there. Yeah,
1: you're you're better off doing that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's probably a smart idea, in all honesty. Um, but, you know, Ronda Rousey is someone who went from UFC to W is now currently under contract with WWE. I helped bring her the first time in and because I have some friends of mine who did, you know, UFC, as I mentioned before. And, you know, that was a big deal to have her doing that. And I think she's also one of the people who is really a leader in the locker room. A lot of people don't give her that respect. And I'm from. I I learned from one of the best in pro wrestling, who is also from old school, where you actually made contact. It's not like it is now. Um, mm-hmm. But but legit. Um, I've been fortunate enough to share the locker room with some of the greatest UFC fighters. Um, I don't know if you have ever heard of my friend Ken Shamrock. Um, yes. Ken, Sh- Ken Shamrock is a really, uh, he's one of the mo- probably one of the most misunderstood people out there. His brother Frank, mm-hmm. um, another, it, well, you want to talk about a, <laughs> a, a book to read. Um, Ken Shamrock has a book that I think anyone who does UFC or anyone who's, you know, really been in a dark place in their life or someone who's come from a hard life can really inspire from the Ken Shamrock book because he's someone who didn't really have a lot of choices or a lot of chances in life. And he was also came from a very, you know, not such a jolly good childhood. And he was, you know, evolved himself to become a UFC champion and evolved himself in everywhere else. Um, so he is a book. I, I recommend anyone to read it. Um, Ken Shermock's book, but also my friend who's not far from you. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Daniel Pewter. He's a US, he's a MMA and UFC fighter was a UFC and and a UFC fighter, but he also worked for, he won the $100,000 Tough Enough thing for WWE back in the day. But Daniel Pewter, who's undefeated in MMA, he worked for uh, Cage Fighting, Cage back when it was a thing, Pride, and he also worked for UFC and a couple of other things, and he never lost, but he gave that up to become an anti-bullying coach, And he he started a program out of Orlando, not far from you guys, I know you guys are in Atlanta, but he started a program out of uh, Orlando called Empower, where they teach Mm -hmm. kids who are getting bullied or whatever, kind of how to stand up for themselves, to be themselves, give them skills, and kind of tackle the problems that people get bullied at home or at school, because bullying can come from anywhere.
2: And I don't know if you knew this
1: or not, I am also an anti-bullying advocate. I do a lot of work to try to do an end to bullying. I don't like bullying. I don't think anyone should ever have the right to disrespect someone else. Because you didn't pick up on that yet. And Dan Pewter is someone who, you know, gave up a lot. He he can still go up there and scrap with the best of them. And and Ken Shamrock and Dan Pewter have a very good understanding of each other and a good friendship over that. But... There are definitely different elements there. Dan is about wanting to help the youth and give them skills to help them become stronger people and to stand up, because eventually you're going to have to stand up against the bullies and give you those abilities. Not just does he train the kid, see people how to be strong physically, he also trains people in, mar- in martial arts as well, but he also teaches them other skills as well to give them that edge. Sometimes kids come from a rough area, where a lot of them mm-hmm. don't get the opportunities a lot of other people do. And he goes into those communities and tries to build those young people up and give them those skills and give them a purpose. Wow. Give them, teaches, he opened deep. up schools for kids who can't make it in regular school. Wow.
2: And he's right out of there in Orlando.
1: That's Dan Pewter. So when people talk about you know MMA fighters or grapplers or fighters, they always have these conceptions that were these, and I don't know if you guys ever experienced it. Like, back in the 80s, it was seen as something taboo. You, you were picked on for it. Now you're seeing, say, a mindless, violent person, even though that couldn't be furthest from the truth. I think it's things like Cobra Kai that people probably look at, or pro wrestling even, that, oh, they're just mindless zombies, right? But they're just, you know, one mode. But that, that's not true, as you, as you can protest to, correct? Yes. Yeah. And out of curiosity, where do you guys stand on the whole bullying? I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody is ever going to say, oh, yeah, absolutely, bullying is great. But have you guys ever experienced any kind of, like, bullying or people giving you guys a hard time? And how do you guys deal with that, either online or in person, at school, at work, or whatever?
2: Um, I dealt with um, bullying growing up in high school um, Mm -hmm. here and there. And, yes, it's definitely not a good experience It makes you feel – um You know, low about yourself, so I think it's great when people um like you just mentioned, your friend created that program anti- anti bullying um so I think it's great that he did that to build people up um I think that's amazing because when you're bullied, it really takes a toll on your self esteem um it really does. so I'm against it um I I like building people up and I want other people to build me up that I train with and I'm around. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's very important because when you are built up, you feel like you can do anything and it helps your confidence. So bullying really that's- takes a toll on that and it's not okay. And it's definitely not okay in martial arts because yeah. any good, martial art student or instructor or owner, school owner knows that bullying should not be tolerated.
1: Absolutely. How about Grayson? Does Grayson, do you ever have to experience any kind of bullying or anything like that? Never.
3: Never in my that's whole
1: good. life. Good to you. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Those are rare. (laughs) I I feel like someone, oh, wow. So you guys dancing over there? (laughs) Hello? Did I lose you
0: guys? (laughs) You guys over
1: there having a wrestling match or what? (laughs) I know what you guys are trying to do. You guys are trying to do that karaoke stuff again, huh? The the car karaoke thing? (laughs) Is that what you guys are trying to do? Trying to rock out? You don't think I pay attention to these things? I pay attention to everything. Especially because I'm up late at night because I'm always working constantly because I never stop working. But, uh, you know, it's also kind of cool to see someone else who likes to have fun with their families and stuff like that. So as a fun thing, what do you guys like to do to sing? Tell us about what things you guys like to sing together in the cars and such. Is this something you guys do a lot or is this once in a while?
2: Oh, no, that was a one-time thing. Um, (laughs) We were – we were just waiting on my husband to check in at the hotel, and then a song came on that we both liked, and we were just kind of goofing off and singing, um, but yeah, we were just having a good time.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, do you guys like to sing and stuff like that in general? There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I'm not, <laughs> there's no judgment here. I, I'm, known for, yeah, their, uh, for no, I'm um, known for singing and dancing and everything else that we do. Um, Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, we typically don't sing a whole lot. Um, we'll dance sometimes at the house, just like goofing off. But no, wrong with that. Got to yeah. keep it loose
1: once in a while, right?
2: Sometimes yeah, we get definitely. stressed out.
1: We have a rough day, and sometimes we get anxious. And sometimes just kind of belting out a song as loud as we can, especially when it's together, because there's something about having that unity in a in song. That makes it even more powerful. <laughs> or when you're dancing and getting all the heewee jeebies out, all the no- noises out, that's a great feeling too. Let me tell you. Uh, so, out of curiosity, what kind of music do you guys listen to? Since we're talking about since all that came up, what's the music you guys like as as a as a whole, or is it
2: vary? Um, it varies. I like '80s rock, '90s rock, um, rap. Great taste. Um, Grayson, <laughs> is there anyone in particular you like? What kind of music do you like?
3: I like I like a little tiny bit of rap and mostly rock. I love rock, heavy rock, my <laughs> favorite.
1: <laughs> awesome, heavy. You, you said heavy rock. Is that what you just said? Yep. What do you consider to be heavy rock? Out of curiosity.
3: Like a a lot of instrumental in the background, like a lot of guitar playing, a lot of
2: yelling. Do you have a
1: favorite? Do you have a group. Give me a group that you think you like. What groups do you like?
2: I I like Nirvana. Oh no, You're my favorite. Oh.
1: <laughs> my wife's favorite too. She'd agree with you on that one.
2: <laughs> like Guns N' Roses is my favorite.
1: Yeah. Ah, Axl Rose. Oh. Do I say yep. it's a little bit of a little mother-son rivalry over these things? Yes. Do I hear that? Yep. I love
2: that. It's we have big, that in
1: this house, too. That's great.
2: It's a big thing, love thing in the, the house. The only one. So, yeah, my husband likes Nirvana, and he he influenced our children to like Nirvana, and I'm big into <laughs> Guns N' Roses, and I try really hard to influence our kids to love Guns N' Roses, and they just <laughs> not. My husband oh, despises Guns N' Roses. And oh, so I'm
1: man. kind of a survivor over here. Oh, man. <laughs> now, so Nirvana is alternative rock for the record, and Guns N' Roses is grunge. Actually, they're both grunge, now that I think about it. They both come yeah. from from uh, the same era, in the same place. They're both grunge. But that's cool. That's cool. Um, that's, you know, it's good to have a variety, and it's also good to know that you guys have t- good taste in music in general, regardless one way or the other. So if you guys had a playlist, right, give me four songs each you guys have on your playlist.
2: Oh, gosh. Ooh, okay, come on. <laughs> um. Okay. Four songs. Four songs. Hmm.
1: Your top four songs you want on your playlist. What are the four songs that you want?
3: One Shady by Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Hmm. it's hard? <laughs> it's the
1: hardest thing I didn't think it was, huh?
3: <laughs> of a Nirvana song. Which one? Sound like, like Peace Spirit. Peace Spirit, yeah. Oh, that's
1: a good one. That's good stuff. Uh, Two more. Yep, you got two more. What do you got?
3: Um, the song by, um, I like Asking Alexandria too.
1: <laughs> Who?
3: It's a rock band.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Okay, oh, what else you got?
3: Awesome. I like Jenny. That's a good song.
1: Jenny? Like Jenny yeah. from the 80s Jenny? Uh, Is no. Who told Jenny?
3: It's a rock song. It's named Jenny.
1: It's named Jenny. Is that by Aerosmith Jenny? Jenny's got a gun? No. <laughs> oh, who sings that?
3: <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. So I, I know I know the song, I, I don't necessarily know the band.
1: Oh, I'll have to look that up. I will have to find out. I get some people I'll have to look <laughs> up who sings Jenny. It sounds like a fun one. All right, so that sounds like a good little mix there. Good stuff, <laughs> and of course, obviously like Ducktales too, right? Because it has your whole uh, name in it too. Have you heard the name? Yeah. Have you heard the song Ducktales?
2: He, um, I showed him the. Um... <laughs> the live, the um, post that you made. and uh, like <laughs> yes. The song.
1: Well, sure. I always say if you're going to have, if you're going to have, a, have a, a gimmick name, you got to live it up. So if, if you have a fun name like a duck, I mean, there's several different things you can go with. I mean, I went with the easiest one Absolutely. and also the youngest one. Plus it's also, I think it's, it's probably one of the most, uh, it can cross over any generation, really. I don't think anybody who doesn't know ducktails. Or who doesn't know to sing it?
2: (laughs) Oh, Grayson knows the Jenny, the group that sings Jenny. Nothing more. Nothing more.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Check that out. I will check that out,
2: because
1: I'm good like that. That's one of the perks of Spotify. It has all kinds of of, um, perks to get in the hold of people. Uh, My cousin's on Spotify, because I wrote most of his songs, but anyway. (laughs) Cool Mm -hmm. stuff. But, um... All right, so how about you, Angela? What are you What are you rocking out to? Or what are you What are your top four songs? I, I, I bet we're going to hear four uh, Guns N' Roses songs,
0: right? <laughs>
2: um. Let me know.
0: guess. <laughs> Paradise love, City.
2: Absolutely, absolutely love um, Paradise City. November Rain is more like a calming song, so I guess it all depends on yeah, what the ballad songs. Yeah. Or- trying to do here but um i love chris brown um ti um and i love eminem and jay-z so um, you think i know i'm not that
1: Emin- giving- oh sorry go ahead
2: i know i'm not giving you any specific songs but
1: that's okay there's a lot of people there's a, that's because it's hard to come trying to figure out when you name a name
2: when you have a band
1: like when you name someone like an eminem that could just be mm-hmm. 700 songs. If you say Guns N' Roses, that could be several songs. He said Nirvana. Oh, yeah. That could be multiple songs. He probably never heard of half of the ones that I know from Nirvana. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the great things about, you know, sometimes it's easy just saying what groups you like versus the music. Me, I'm very specific. Everything is like um, everything. I think music sometimes. And when it comes to music sports and sports co- and even combat sports, wrestling, whatever, I always feel – one of my prep things to do is honestly listen to music, and that could vary from everything. Actually, in general, that's one of my ways to meditate before I do anything athletic anyways, to listen to some music. Um, you know, that can vary, too. I, I like all the things you just said. And by the way, I don't know if you knew this. Eminem is being inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Did you know that?
2: That's awesome. I did not know that, but I'm happy yeah, for him. Only, I, yeah, he, screw up. it's true. Listening to Eminem.
1: I love him. That's awesome. Yep. He's getting inducted this mm-hmm. year. And also other people I thought were already in the Hall of Fame. Are, apparently aren't. So, yeah, Eminem's going to the Hall of Fame along with Dolly Parton. So, wow. what a great company to have. What a random class for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dolly Parton and Eminem as among the people That's awesome. inducted into the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I think at first Dolly Parton didn't want to be part of it because country music has her own, and she didn't feel like she was relevant enough in in music to to in rock to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I guess since Janet Jackson was I think was Janet Jackson this year or last year, because I think she's also inducted. And then wow. you got all of them, and then I think Culture Club, not Culture Club, I don't know one. It, arrhythmics, that's why. Right. I thought the Arrhythmics were already in the Hall of Fame, so what do I know? So, there you go, wow. good stuff. I'm glad you guys have a great music uh, vest. So, when it comes to television, because I like to have people compare, you know, with people, other people, what do you guys watch on television? You guys watch the same things, or do you guys watch separate things? Obviously, he watches Color Kind, you don't, right?
2: Right. We watch separate things. We honestly we don't watch a whole lot of TV. Um, Grayson doesn't have a lot of time because he trains so much. He trains six days a week. So. he with um, that either. <laughs> comes home, it's ready to um, grab a snack and and go to train. But um, Grayson, do you have any song um, TV shows that oh, you like? Oh, like
3: ten thousand. <laughs> ah. So I kind of like anime, like just a tiny, oh, like, awesome. a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. So yeah, I, like, you
0: like
3: I like I like Fuller House. Um, I like Stranger Things. I like Nartel.
0: Hmm.
3: Definitely, all the TV
0: shows I watch.
1: My kids <laughs> like a lot of the like the anime stuff, so we're familiar with those things in this house too. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with anime, as long as you know but, you know it's uh, like all the other shows, as long as you know it's pretend or whatever. Now, do you guys watch, and obviously, if you're always busy training all of you guys, and I would imagine still you have time for movies, right?
2: Yes. We will so, go and treat ourselves and go to the movies sometimes.
1: So, how does the movie thing work for you guys? Like, you guys like the same kinds of movies? What kind of movies do you guys like?
2: Uh, I like, I like, um like, a suspense or, like, comedies. Um, Grayson likes, of course, being the age that he is, um you know, Spider-Man, all the Marvel movies. So that's always fun to watch. Um, Grayson, do you have any movies in particular that you like? What's okay. <laughs> uh, So I have um, Kickboxer.
3: It's a movie. Uh,
1: the original one or the remake?
3: The original.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
3: And then Bloodsport.
1: Another good one. Frank.
3: And then Predator. Oh. Predator One, the original.
1: You saw Predator One.
3: Uh, yeah. Awesome. So like, uh, those are really the only movies that I have that I I really watch.
1: Yeah. So you're a fan of Jean Claude Van Damme, also by the by the. Oh yeah. To the fact that you mentioned yeah. two song, two movies that have him in it. <laughs> And also yeah. two movies that I used to like growing up, too. I always used to get annoyed at the guy who throws the salt in the eye in the, uh, oh, the B-Ling, yeah. right? Um, oh. No, it's, um, what's
3: his name? Chung Lee.
1: Chung Lee, that's right, because Bao cause ba Ling was in Kickboxer, right?
3: Yeah, no, that was Tom Po. Tong
1: yeah, Tom Po, yeah. I'm, I got all my things up because there's, like, several hundred kickboxers. And I do remember them both. They were all really good. You know that fun trivia back in the 90s, it was a, 80, it was a 90s television show that used to be on Friday nights. It was part of the old TGIF, for, TGIF Friday nights, um, which isn't a thing anymore, I don't think. But it used to be a show called, Stan, um, you mentioned Four House, but there was another show called Step by Step. There was a guy on that show named Sasha Mitchell. He was Cody Lambert. I'm sure your mom, you remember the Cody, Sasha Mitchell, huh? My mom? Yeah, she remembers him, I'm sure. She remembers Step by Step? Yes. Uh, he was just saying how he liked kickboxers. So I was about to tell him how Sasha Mitchell from from Step by Step, when we used to watch on Friday nights for t j a which used to be on Friday nights, used to a block of like these cheesy 90s kids TV shows. It was, it was that, Boy Meets World, um, um, Full How, um, Family Matters, all those shows took place on Friday nights. And Step by Step was one of those shows. And Sasha Mitchell, who was in Kickboxer 2 and a couple of the other ones, he was Jean-Claude Van Damme's younger brother in that movie. And he... Uh, took the role of kickboxer and he was a legit kickboxer and a legit tough guy and he was on a show called step by step and he was kind of playing kind of like this i don't know um a not so with it individual except when it came to martial arts all of a sudden he was like mr miyagi on i don't know on <laughs> on monster energy drinks
2: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: <laughs> you remember what i'm you, you remember these days right
2: Yes, especially Family Matters.
1: <laughs> oh, Family Matters is a great show too. Every all these shows yes. we grew up with, they don't make anymore. That's probably why I don't watch a lot they, of television now, because there's a lack mm-hmm. of the things that I can watch. Uh, exactly. I have a friend of mine who works in a show called The Connors. You ever seen The Connors?
2: I have not. No.
1: Connors is a spinoff of what Roseanne is. You Remember Roseanne? Uh- it yeah. actually start, kept on going after Roseanne left the show. And my friend Michael Fishman, who's been on the show for many years, I remember him as DJ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, uh, <laughs> he's another one of those people who actually I, I was talking to because uh, he actually trained in martial arts too. And he also, one of those uh, seven, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon things, um, Chuck Norris, actually, he was actually on Walker, Texas Ranger, and of course, I learned martial arts from Chuck. I, I learned from his his um, training regimen. So we're all kind of connected in that sense. So it's fun like that. <laughs> and yeah, <so> that's fun. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Some stuff. So yep,
1: small world. But yeah, Sasha Mitchell. He was he was uh, Cody Lambert on uh, Step by Step, and he absolutely hated it because he had to play this kind of dim-witted, kind of yo dude, like the epitome of the '90s, like. He's definitely not with it. Except when he came to on the mat. Then all of a sudden he was like not Mr. out. he was like Johnny Lawrence. That's what his name was, by the way. Took me to the end of the show to remember John uh, Bill William Zabka's name. Oh
0: okay. William
1: Zabka <laughs> plays Johnny Lawrence, who's the head of Cobra was the head of Cobra Kai. And then he left to start out uh, Eagle Fang karate. Daniel La- wow. Daniel Lawrence yeah, Daniel Lawrence was played by Ralph Macchio. He was the karate kid who kept on the Miyagi-Do Miyagi, Miyagi do karate. And, of course, Martin Cove, who is John Kreese, he's the one who runs Cobra Kai, and he's also the one who originally trained Johnny Lawrence, who has revolted. I think the ones you're thinking of are the people who are the younger kids on the show, because that's really what the show's about, are like Robbie, who is – He's Johnny Lawrence's son, but he's trained by Martin Coe, who's running Cobra Kai. And then, of course, oh, by the way, I know that he's a fan of Cobra Kai, and Cobra Kai is coming back, I think, September 9th, I want to say, on Netflix, so you know. (laughs) Fun. Okay. But just thought I'd give you the heads up on that end. But, again, just for know that, as you know, there's a lot more work that goes into martial arts than what you see on Cobra Kai, as you guys already know
2: yeah
1: absolutely. So, so so now we've been chatting for a little bit. I've been asking all these questions and stuff like that. Do you guys have any questions?
2: Um,
1: <laughs> I am an open book that, and, I, and i and I have like no uh
0: remorse. So. not
2: that I can think of. We've been chatting for a little bit over an hour now, so we probably have to get going. Um, but Grayson, <laughs> do you have anything that you want to ask?
1: No. no, so I have I, a question, so I one question for you guys after you, well, actually no did you no. say something? I'm sorry, did not mean to cut you off?
2: No. yeah, no, you're fine what's oh. your question
1: So you know the YouTube wrestling show I have where I feature actual competitors like i like people you've actually competed with, right
2: um i I don't think I've seen it, but I'd love to check it out.
1: Well, yeah, well, well, as I mentioned before, my son and I, way back in the day, started a thing called Dream Masters, which is where originally the concept was we would because I already mentioned how it started really, but the re- what it actually ended up being was, at first, it was to find out who is tougher than who in an un kind of a, unstructured kind of a way. So the original premise was who if like I just mentioned, uh, Peter Griffin versus Homer Simpson. Who would win in an un, you know Who would win in the fight Right These are the questions we used to have at the water coolers or kids we would have on the playground Who's tougher than who Who would win Batman or Superman You know kinds of things like that Well my son and I found mm-hmm. a way to build these characters and to put them together in this wrestling show and have them compete against each other No one plays it The system picks the winner. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started, and that's how we got a lot of, you know, things. And then my, because we believe that women are just as tough as men, we developed a thing called the Women Warriors of Wrestling, which is the same idea as the men, where people – Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel, right? She-Hulk oh. or – you know, you get the idea. Well, that is mm-hmm. transcendent. So a little while ago, my son got older, obviously, as they tend to do. And he decided he um, wanted to start his own, like, YouTube stuff, and he got into other things. And also 2020 happened, and there were so many people like yourselves who were inspiring, who were actual real people, who were doing various different goals, whether it be, you know, sports, wrestling, uh, jujitsu, but also acting, dancing, singing, whatever, who a lot of people maybe not have heard of really yet, right? What I said mm-hmm. I'm going to do. I'm going to build these people. I'm going to model these people after I'm going to, what we call cause, right? Created wrestlers. And I'm going to Mm -hmm. build that wrestler, that cartoon wrestler image of that person the best I can. And I'm going to feature them on our show so they get more eyeballs and also they can get their names out there. And also sometimes it's kind of amusing to watch yourself face someone in a cartoon form. A lot of people who, you know, granted, I you don't like pro wrestling, but the fun part is it's not really pro wrestling as much as you would think, because there's also people who do grappling. There's people who do actual Roman wrestling. As I mentioned, Ronda Rousey, people like that are in here. So the question I have is, since I have a few people already who are already on a roster who do things like you guys do, how about I build both of you guys and add you guys to the YouTube wrestling show? as far of our newer, because every time I try to kind of innovate and find more talent, and that way there are shows seen worldwide, and we have people who are, I get emails all the time of people who are inspired by our athletes, and even though we don't control the matches, we don't control who wins and loses, but the, the system does it all. I just build the people, the best of the person. And that being said, I was wondering, I've never asked people together on the show. I've asked, I think I've talked about before with people on the show, but never asked them directly. How would you guys like to be featured on this show that is featured on, you know, I do shows now every, I do three shows a month now. uh, The 4th, the 14th, and the 24th of every month will be a show. So I can feature you guys on one of those shows. And the way it works is, I build you as best as I can as a cartoon form, as best as I can. And then what I'll do is, I'll send you the final image of what it should look like. You tell me if you like it or not. I change anything that hap- that you know. I change anything that needs to be changed. And then we, I debut you, and you make your show your debut on an actual show. We are featured on this um, show that other people are featured already.
2: Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Grayson would definitely like that.
1: I got to say, sometimes it gets kind of funny. Not funny in the sense that um, it's kind of like, because I've been doing it a long time, the way the show usually worked was my son and I would do the commentary during the show. I still do that. Once in a while, my son will come on and do it with me. But for the most part, I, I do all the booking and running of the show because that comes from my background in pro wrestling. But I know the knowledge of the people who I'm building it after. So when they're doing these matches and stuff, I give little, in, little tidbits of who these people are. But the fun part is, is we have a very diverse roster. And by diverse, I mean I've built Ernie the Chicken from Family Guy. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes you need that kind of fun aspect to it, right? But the idea is, is what I found is the, the, even though they're cartoon, they're, you know, game forms of the person, right? They seem to have a lot of the mentality, a lot of the work ethic of the actual people they're based upon. Um, Some of the people who I'm sure you've met at these competitions have been on our show and have done pretty well. And like, I put them against guys like Bane and Doomsday. I don't know if you guys read comic books, but they're very bad comic book people. And we had our guys throw them around like they were nothing, <laughs> which is kind of amusing if you think about it. But also shows the, the ethic of the person they're built after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And a character like, and because I think that I have a lot of respect for you guys, and I like the fact that you guys like to be original and like to stand out, this would be I great to and I mean obviously I do this, you know, working with you. Like if you have ideas you know, or things you want me to add, obviously I do that in between. But and I do that obviously off the air or whatever. But I just wanted to in general ask you guys how would you like to be added and what I can do is I can start building you and then I'll send you guys what I come up with. There's always two outfits, one to the ring, one in the ring. And then there's another alternate attire that goes with that. So I'll I'll explain more about it. But I just wanted to find out the detail in general, if you'd be interested in competing where you may very well face Ronda Rousey. Because that's the ability I can do.
2: Really cool.
1: Awesome. And I can put grace against guys like Brock Lesnar.
0: Have you ever heard of Brock (laughs) Lesnar? Yes.
1: and if you think that it, and I'm gonna be honest with you because I've seen Brock Lesnar go against some of the people I've built, um don't be intimidated. I think Grayson would have I would actually put money on brock uh, put money on Grayson over Brock Lesnar at this point
0: <laughs> so um
1: but I just wanted to ask you guys initially how you would feel about that, so it sounds like that's something you'd guys would be interested in
2: yeah, that would be cool. Grayson would you like that so like cool
1: you say so cool?
0: He likes game anime. Game?
1: So basically it would be like him as an anime character fighting against other people who are anime characters. But they're people he may or may not have known.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. Where at?
1: Awesome. Well, it's on YouTube. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: you can see it on YouTube. It's worldwide. Everyone around the world would see you. Um, I have fan- We have a fan base that's around the world. That cheer our people on as if they're, you know, you know people all over the world who are on our show. And um, we have a worldwide audience that people watch our show on YouTube, on icons of the F4L on YouTube. Are you familiar with YouTube at all?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: If you go to YouTube and put in icons of the F4L... Uh, I'm sure if you scroll down and you find, you may actually see names of people you may have may not have met at all of your events that you compete in. Because I know, I've, I know of people who were at certain events you were at who are on our roster. So uh, that's why I say it would be interesting to add someone who has an awesome character like yourself. So because you mentioned you like anime. Basically, picture you as an anime character going against other anime characters based on people you've seen at these events. That's basically the best way I can compare it to. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, so basically it be you going up against various people. I don't have any control over what happens in matches because the system picks the winners. I just call the action. I just build you, and i will send you what you're going to look like before I put you out there, and you'll have your own entrance and It'll it'll be something.
0: Your own
3: entrance?
1: Yeah, I'm going to build your entrance. It's going to be – it's as as if you're – if you've ever done, done like, a a competition where you go to a ring or a cage kind of a thing, that's kind of what we're looking at. That's kind of – basically, I can put you in almost like what it is to be in the UFC kind of an idea.
3: Oh, okay.
1: You know what – so – if you've ever seen UFC, it's kind of think of that idea, but only you as a cartoon form.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: okay. And I could put you against guys like Brock Lesnar, no problem, right?
3: Yeah.
1: You heard of Brock Lesnar?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, good. How about Matt Riddle? You know him?
3: Uh, no. Yeah. Probably
1: not. That's okay. But you know Brock Lesnar. That's good. How about Dave Bautista? You know him? He was in the UFC once.
3: <laughs> Wait, who?
1: Dave Batista. You probably know him from other things, though.
0: Um, Dave, no, I haven't heard him before.
1: Dave Batista, you might know as Drax, the Destroyer, from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies.
0: Oh!
1: You ever seen oh. Guardians of the Galaxy? One of my son's favorite yeah. movies, by the way. <laughs> well, Dave Batista was a UFC fighter after he left wrestling, and he got started in both old later in life but he did really well so that's di- that's Drax the Destroyer for those people who watch Marvel movies <laughs> or maybe you've heard of The Rock you ever heard of Dwayne Johnson or The Rock oh, yeah he's, he's in a few movies here and there and actually someone who I used to train with and someone who I wrestled with way back in the day and someone from my hometown he's doing a little bit of movies here and there I don't know if you ever heard of John Cena you ever heard of John Cena yeah, he was in the show. I think he was just did a TV show called The Peacemaker, I think recently. But anyway, that's a good old, he's an old friend of mine from my hometown. But anyway, I just wanted to see how you guys would like to join. So it sounds like we're all, we're all good to go, right?
2: Yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sounds very neat.
1: Awesome. So what I'll do is complete after this, by the way, you guys doing great. It was an honor having you guys. So before we wrap up, I'm going to give you guys time to, you know, let you guys, let you guys know where everyone can find you guys. But I also want to say it was been a joy having you guys on. I'm very grateful to have you guys on. You guys are doing great things. I'm proud of all of you guys. Um, And, you know, keep up all the great work. And Grayson, you are one of the best pure strikers I've seen and shooters I've seen in a long time. Keep up that great work. And, uh, you know, that's something to be proud of. Angela, you're doing a great job raising a warrior. Keep up the great work there. And you're a warrior yourself. Remember that. And I'm going to send you guys after this, I'm going to send you guys your images. Well, a little bit, obviously. i got to build you guys. So after that's done, I'm going to send you kind of the ideas of how they'll look. If you guys have any specific images or logos, if you could send that to me. I can add that to your character to give it that standout thing. I can tell you right now, whatever is sailor there's going to be the duck all over the place. I'm going to put that on Aww. there. So that's coming. <laughs> that's awesome. So just to know. So, oh, great. Um, but any yeah. ideas, just send those to me. And it's been an honor having you guys. So, in general, I know you guys are trying to get going and doing your uh, you know enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and I appreciate you guys having it on again. It was been an honor, and I hope you guys felt good about it. How, did you guys enjoy yourselves here today?
2: Yes, absolutely. We really enjoyed all the questions that you asked
1: was this a little bit, was this uh more involved or less was this uh more or less than the radio show you did
2: Oh definitely more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was definitely very cool, and we enjoyed learning about your background as well.
1: Well, never be afraid to reach out. I'm a wealth of knowledge, but I'm also just know that I have a lot of respect for you guys, too, because I know what it's like to struggle with, you know, to get where you need to be in life. you got to fall down a few times, and then it's up to us to how we get up and how we respond to them. Remember that. And all we have in life is each other. So never be afraid to lean on each other, and always feel free to reach out whenever you guys need to.
2: Okay, thank you so much.
1: wells. so why don't you guys tell people how they can find you guys or what any big events you guys have coming up and let you guys plug things for the rest of your time.
2: Um, absolutely. Grayson can be found on Instagram. His name is SuperDuckBJJ. Um, it's Grayson Russell. Um, he has a competition coming up in Atlanta coming up. Soon, okay. in about October 22nd, it's a Naga. So, he'll be competing at that. And then um, I can be found Angela Russell in 1983. And I don't have anything coming up. <laughs> but
1: um, Except being yeah. in the corner of Grayson the Super Duck Russell, right? Uh,
2: so he's not Main inspiration. So, just make make him successful.
1: Awesome. Any uh, anyone else you want to shout out or anything else you want to say? I mean, now's your time to let uh, all those know.
2: Anything that you want to say, Grayson? Before we go, uh, thank
3: you so much for having me. Um, thank you so much for asking me all these questions. Thank you so much for having us and yes. and having us. Do you want to tell everyone where you train? I came out at Ohio Jiu-Jitsu Jiu- um, in Ohio, Georgia. So you do wrestling. Uh, SG- the SGC Double Dogs in Viasa, um, Georgia.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, guys, go check out Grayson and Angela doing great things. And I, I want to thank, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you guys for coming on to the NFL. Course, it's been an honor having the Russell family. You guys have been awesome. So I will be in touch Again, don't be afraid to hesitate to reach out. It's been an honor having you guys. Keep up the great work. You guys are doing awesome.
2: Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. I'm proud of you both. Keep up the great work. Emilia, dreams come true, everybody. Peace.
2: Thank you. Bye.
1: I want to say it was awesome having them on. They have the right mindset for martial arts. They have the right mindset for just life in general. It's great to hear that kind of son uh, family rivalry thing because we have that in our house. We appreciate that, too. Um, you know, these people are hardworking people. They're very much realistic people. They're not, you know, I like the fact that they like to stand out. I like that the fact that they're not afraid to learn. They're not afraid to lose. Losing does make a better fighter because it gives you the skills you need to not lose the next time. So that's a valuable lesson that everyone can learn. And also another great thing that Angela said, she is inspired by her kids. And that's something we also, there's nothing wrong with being inspired by our kids because all lot of steam, my kids and my family are the reason I do everything in life. And I was an honor having them on there, on here. It was great hearing their opinions on the various different things. I'm glad we were longer and gave them more substance than the radio show that was heard in their local little area. And we have a global audience, so go check out um, Grayson, the Super Duck Russell, as she said, um, at Super Duck BJJ on Instagram, and Angela Russell, 1983, as she said, on Instagram. Phenomenal family, great family, and um, you know I'm privileged to have them on here. I'm glad I got, was able to give them the feedback. I didn't want them to give them to their face, and it goes to show you I have nothing. I have no reason not to say something to someone directly when I have something to say and hold them um, to their praise. So great job to the Russells. It was great having Grayson and Angela on. They're a great family. I wish them the best, and I hope to have them on again soon maybe. And uh, we'll keep you updated as to our wrestling YouTube show, and I'll keep you guys updated to everything else. Remember, I have an upcoming YouTube show coming up, I don't know if the Super Duck and Angela will be making their debuts yet. Maybe they will be. Maybe maybe stick around and watch. It depends on how much work I can get that done in four days. So we'll see. But I can tell you that in September, they will most likely be making their debuts on our YouTube show at Icons of the F4L on YouTube. And also, um, you can look forward to seeing the other matches already um, build and on um, before the 24th I'm going to come on here on Instagram and on YouTube and give you guys a breakdown of the uh, card as it is it's eight matches on the 24th they're all packed loaded with iconic things main event is going to be breathtaking a lot of big things all of high stakes make sure you check that out you can find me on Instagram at icon that's no, at the f4l um, icon s-e-a-n-j-a double-z at gmail.com that's my email w-o-w dream matches d-r-e-a-m-m-a-t-c-h-e-s at gmail.com will be um will you'll find me on on email so shoot me an email if you'd like to come on this show to get your name out there to be inspired and let us know how you're liking it you can find me on instagram at w at f Icon Icon, S-E-A-N-J-A-Z-Z-S-T-E-V-E-N-S on Instagram, S-E-A-N-J-A-Z-Z-S-T-E-V-E-N-S on uh, Twitter that I never go on, so don't waste your time. Instagram, YouTube, here, that's pretty much where you'll find me. Um, so everyone, no matter what you're doing in life, remember, you get knocked down, get up. Um, there's no failure and loss. You you always become better with each loss. We learn more.
0: So everyone, may all your dreams come true, and peace from the Afol headquarters.